Coming up, is this you in some area of your life where you used to run to God and God's hand was on that area of your life and now it's no longer there and you're running from the presence of God? This is what we're dealing with. They used to be close. So God says, who told you? Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. In today's world, we are bombarded with messages everywhere we turn. We're often told how to think, what to believe, and who we should be. But have you ever stopped to think about what you are believing and why? Listen in to the final part of the message, Who Told You? Here's Pastor Robert. See, this is, this is one reason why um, we need to practice zipping our lips. Sometimes we talk too much. Yeah, we talk too much sometimes. Sometimes we say some things to some people that can't handle it. See, you think it's cool because you found out some information and it didn't bother you that much. You, know, you didn't trip on it. But you have to be aware that sometime if you get that same information to somebody else, they won't process it well. They won't handle it well. They'll do something stupid. They'll do something against the will of God. You need to zip your lips. <laughs> Some stuff we share about each other with some folk we shouldn't be sharing it because folk won't handle it well. So not only do you need to understand yourself, how you don't handle all information well, you need to understand that other folk don't handle some information well either. And you don't need to be giving it to them because they won't handle it. You practice this with your children. Your child ever asks you a question and stumps you? Like, Daddy, Daddy, where babies come from? You know, and they five. You know what I mean? You're going, you go, um, 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 right? Because you, this is hard. It's like, if I give them this information, I don't know how they're going to deal with it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really uncommon, but sometimes we just start to assume because, you know, you're, you're 60 years old, I figure, you know, you've been living long enough. I should be able to tell you this. You can handle it. There's some 60-year-old folk. <laughs> Come on now. So don't use age. Don't use no other descriptor to give you confidence that they can handle it. You need to really think about, can they handle this information and deal with it properly? And you've had some folk, you told some things, and, and, you know, and especially in today's society with social media, before you got out the building, it was already posted. And you told them something in confidence, and it's, it's already blasting out. It's posted now. The picture's gone. The, the word is gone. It's out. Get to school. Everybody know. I mean, y'all know you've experienced people not handling information well. So we got to understand that. So God says, who told you you were naked? 
First John 4, 1 through 3 says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. So Scripture's telling us, don't believe everything you hear from everybody. You got to test it. You got to test it to see where it comes from. And you test it through the word of God, the spirit of God. Verse two, this is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person's claiming to be a prophet, acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. You got to test the spirit. And you're not just testing that whether or not they say Jesus is real or not. You're also testing if they are in agreement with the teachings of Jesus. To know whether what they're saying is coming from God. This is one reason why we need to be in our Bible and know our Bible. So we can know whether or not what is being said or what information is being passed lines up with the word of God. So God asked the man, who told you? Hey, write this down. He asked, who told you something that changed your view of yourself? Who told you something that changed your view of yourself? Genesis 3.10 says, he answered, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. That was a change. Before they ate of the fruit, he wasn't afraid of God. Before they ate of the, fr of the fruit, he wasn't even realizing he was naked. Before they ate of the fruit, he wasn't hiding from God. So God is saying, who told you something that would change the way you see yourself? Because that's not how I made you. I made you naked and unashamed about it. I made you to, to, to not run from me, but run toward me. And run to me. So who told you that? Think about this as a parent. You trying to build the confidence of your kids. And you telling them, oh, you're so smart. You know, you, 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 you're so athletic or you, you, you're so inquisitive. You're, you, you're so uh, um, uh, curious. And whatever things you're telling them, you're telling them all these things. Oh, you do math well. And then you send them out into the world and they come back and saying, mama, I'm not smart. I'm dumb, huh, mama? You're going like, where'd you get that from? I didn't tell you that. Well, my teacher or my classmates or my friend or whoever, Billy over here said I was dumb. You're telling your kids you're so beautiful, telling your boys you're so handsome, and then they come home saying, mama, I'm ugly, huh? He said, no, I, who told you you was ugly? You're beautiful. What are you talking about? And he said, no, I'm ugly. They said I was ugly. How would you feel? Talking to your child who got some information, some external information about themselves that's against what you've been telling them about themselves. This is what God is dealing with. 
He's dealing with his creation who he made to not be afraid of him in his image and his likeness. He made him to run to him and not hide from him. Now he has to ask him, where are you and who told you you were naked? Because I didn't tell you that. God is dealing with this. God is saying, B, write this down. Who told you something that changed your relationship with others? Who told you something that changed your relationship with others? Genesis 3, 7 says, then the eyes of both of them were open, speaking of the woman and the man, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So after eating and disobeying God, now they're covering up themselves when that wasn't the case before. Genesis 2.25 says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Something changed. God is saying, well, who told you something that would change the way you you relate with other people? Because I didn't tell you that. See, write this down. Who told you something that changed your relationship with God? So not only does you get you got information that changed the way you see yourself now. And not only does it change the way you relate with other folk. Now you got information that changed the way you relate to God. Genesis 3.10 says he answered, I was afraid I was naked, so I hid He had never hid from God before. Question, is there an area of your life that you are hiding from God? Not that you don't don't think God don't know it, but you don't bring it to the altar. You don't make it part of your conversation with God. It's not an item to talk about because you don't want to face it. Is there an area? And if so, what information did you get and where did it come from that you would think that you can put your wallet in your pocket and not open it for God? Who told you not to give of your, 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 your money, not to give of your time, not to give of your talents to God? Who told you that? Who told you to, to not bring your, your work life to God, your home life to God, your recreation life to God. Who told you? Where did you get that information from? God said, I didn't tell you that because I want to be a part of every aspect of your life. That didn't come from me. Genesis 2.21 says, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with the flesh, with flesh. I I, I put this passage here so you can see uh, while Adam is now hiding from God, he's hiding from his first surgeon. (laughs) He he, not only is he hiding from the one who created him, he's hiding from the one who, who put him into deep sleep, deep, deep sleep. Relate with that a little bit. Relate that a little bit. If if I gave you a back rub right now and it it put you into a deep sleep, you would pay me to do it again. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know you would. If I know if, if I, I I just you know just touched something and then you just was out and then you woke up. Whoa, that was some good sleep. You was like Rob, can you do that again? 
And if I said, well, you give me $20, I'd do it. You would do it. Yeah, you would. You would do it. I was just on the airplane. I was on the airplane, <laughs> and uh, we had, it was a little toddler, a little baby, and it was a little fussy and all that. And, and then after we landed, the, the baby uh, started to relate with me and the, the other guy I was sitting next to. And then the guy said to him, well, the parents said to us, oh, they found, they, he, she just found a new friend. You know, and um, and uh, and then he said, then the guy said, well, I'm glad they that he re he recognized us now because, you know, the flight is over. <laughs> he said, because if he she had to recognize us and we had built this relationship during the flight, he, he said, you would have to have paid me to take care of, you know, to, to keep her entertained. He said, and the, and the father said, yeah, and we would have paid you, too. <laughs> We would have paid you because he knows while, while the, the, the baby just slapping him in the face, you know, just slapping him in the face, pulling his glasses off, everything. Just, you know, and he said, yeah, we would have paid you to keep them some attention, too. Yeah, if I, if I, if I put you in deep sleep, you, you would pay me. You want to you come back. Maybe not tomorrow, but give it a few days after you've been not sleeping well and then you be on that sleep again. You know, some folks, they go pay to go get a massage, like hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars to go get that, that deep body massage. And God put Adam in a deep sleep. And God touched Adam. Y'all, God touched Adam. He took his rib, made woman. He was Adam and God used to be close, so close that God touched him. He touched him. And now Adam is running and hiding from God. Maybe some of you or somebody you know, you know or you're of yourself or of someone else that used to be touched by God. And you may have said of yourself, well, God is touching me. Or you may have said of someone else, God's hand is on them. And then sometime later, you notice a change. And you're wondering what happened to the hand of God that was on them or on me. And now it doesn't seem like God's hand is on them any longer. This is what we're looking at. Adam used to be touched by God. Now when he even hears God, Coming, he runs and hide. Is this you in some area of your life where you used to run to God and God's hand was on that area of your life and now it's no longer there and you're running from the presence of God? This is what we're dealing with. They used to be close. So God says, who told you? But we have another question. See, write this down. What has God told you? What has God told you? Number one, about how you should see yourself. What has God told you 
about how you should see yourself. Psalms 139.14 says, I, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God says you should see yourself as wonderfully made. I don't care what no one else says about you. I don't even care what your mama say about you, your father say about you. God says you're wonderfully made. What has God told you? He's, uh, Psalm 17, 8 says, uh, uh, the, the writer says, keep me, speaking to God, keep me as the apple of your eye. God says you are the apple of his eye. He's the, he said you're the apple of my eye. What has God told you about how you see yourself? Number two, write this down. What has God told you about how you should relate to others? John 13, 34 says, love one another as I have loved you. That's what God says. Who told you something that you are now having problems loving somebody else? When God says, no, you should love one another as I have loved you. Who told you? What has God told you? Um, God says, 1 Timothy 2.1, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. God says we should pray for all people. Who told you something that now you no longer pray for some folk? That's not what God says. And then uh, number three, write this down. Who told you something about how you should relate to him? What, what has God says about how you should relate to him? Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. God says, instead of running from me, God says you should come to him, not run from him. And John 14, 1 and 2 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms, and if there that were not so, would I have told you? What I have told you. So God has said things to us that we should be listening to and processing, not information that comes from other places. So as you get information from wherever it comes, God is asking, well, who told you? been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. 
I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Many things and many people in this world want to tell you that you're not enough. That what you're doing is not enough. That there's something more that you should be doing. So we got to know within our spirit that it's enough if I'm becoming like my teacher. Thank you for listening.